We're back. Me. It's late. It is late. It's very late. I do apologize. We have lives, unfortunately. Yeah, and sometimes stuff happens and you have really, really busy weeks, like three weeks in a row, and then podcast gets released several days late, and that's how it is. But that's okay, because we're doing it, and it's going to happen, and it's happening, and it's fine. And it was all good busyness, you know? It wasn't bad stuff. Yeah, just life so, things. Good life thing, for life the most happens. part. Life happens. Life does happen, it's true. Life life finds a way to it's known interrupt your to podcast. <laughs> Life finds a way to interrupt your regularly scheduled podcasts. Yes, it does. So, I'm recording on my couch today. I am not. I turned off the air conditioning so that I could do that. Hopefully, it doesn't sound too echoey in here. I did not want to sit on my closet floor today. I always forget that you sit in your closet. Yeah, it's like for sure the best place in terms of silence and less background noise, but I'm home alone today and I just couldn't bring myself to just sit on the ground for an hour and a half. <laughs> I think that's fair, probably. So welcome to November. November, my birthday month. This is our first episode since thanks not a Thanksgiving, um Halloween. <laughs> since Thanksgiving, which hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So it was already gonna be a weird gap because the Halloween episode was released early so that it could be released on Halloween, but now there's an especially long gap, so I'm sorry about our November hiatus, essentially. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're back and it's Christmas time, basically. Yes. And because after my birthday, which was last week, it's essentially Christmas in my head. <laughs> Your brain's like birthday equal Christmas. <laughs> I do not care about Thanksgiving. I just don't. At, at all? Um, I appreciate going home to bit like I, I'm like, okay, yes, let me go home. But in my head, Thanksgiving is a primer for Christmas, especially because like, I'm not super fond of Thanksgiving as a historical concept. So in my head, it's just like, this is excuse for me to get in Christmas mood. Mm. So I don't, I don't really, I see. you know, I understand. So Gray, what is our theme yeah. this week? Our theme. Oh, whatever it is. Month. Yeah. Month theme. Yes. Month, but it's like November to half of December month. <laughs> yeah. Um, our theme for this two-episode cycle is astrology. Astrology. Amazing. No. Who chose that, Marcy? I did. I chose astrology. I thought it would be fun and magical, but not holiday. You know? A little whimsical, perhaps. A little fun. A little, little fun. You know how it is. Um, we forgot to do our intro. Oh shoot, we did forget to do I I literally would never remember the intro if you didn't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain is like, no, we don't need it. All right. Kick us off, Gray. Hey, I'm Gray. And I'm Marcy. And I'm a writer. And I'm a reader. And this is Bookends, a literary podcast. Where we do Why what? Why did you Oh, sorry. Do where do we do what again? Where we do what? Talk about books. 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 Why did you say that like you were an NPR radio host? I thought it would be fun. And also, I want to be an NPR radio. I don't, but I think it would be fun to be an NPR radio host. It was just like a caricature of one, though. Like, I just watched the Parks and one of the Parks and Rec episodes where she's on the local radio station, you know? <laughs> one of them. <laughs> and the, it's so good. That whole show is so good. Um, this is not news to anyone, and it's not interesting to say. Anyway, <laughs> astrology. <laughs> So astrology is our theme. Astrology is our um, template. It's our medium. It's our lifeline, I would muse, say. Muse, I would say. Muse. muse. It's our religion. No, it's not. No. Um, <laughs> I actually know very little about astrology. <laughs> yeah, I did a little bit of like, I should have done a little bit more research than I did for the segment, but um, I still don't know 
I'm still like, who's to say? I know about my sign, which is Scorpio. I know about Cancer, because that's what you are, and Mother. Yes. And a lot of my friends. And that is it. That's the extent of my knowledge. Yeah, I have done a lot of research for my segment, so I feel better equipped than I used to. But when I picked this theme, I literally just knew about my sign and then Virgo, because for some reason there's a lot of important Virgos in my life. Is your is your boyfriend a Virgo? Yeah, he is. Okay, I thought and so. And also but... my like oldest or one of my oldest childhood friends. Which one? Caitlin, who's also the most into astrology uh, of all my I friends. So therefore I know the most about her sign. <laughs> That's fair. That's Honestly, fair. more because of her than I do because of my boyfriend. <laughs> Classic. Anyway. So, Gray, since I picked the segment or the, the book, I picked the book this episode. Um, that means that you are doing the segment. So Yes, it does. What are we doing today? So today we will be looking at um, astrology. Obviously, we'll be looking at signs for characters because I was like, you know, in real life, when a person is born, you don't really get to like, you're not like, I, I am now, I couldn't just be like, I am now a Sagittarius. Like, I'm a Scorpio. That's what I am based off of whatever. But book characters, the authors get to choose when they're born and they get to choose what their sign is if they so, if they, if they do give them a birthday. And so I was like, I wonder if there's a pattern or if it's not at all a thing. So I did a little bit of research, um, compiled a little spreadsheet of characters and their birthdays and their signs from the ones that I could find. And we're going to be looking at that and how it sort of pans out from my slightly less than I should have done research. So so you're giving us a, a survey, a view of signs in the literature world. A quick overview of, of it, yes. It's not super thorough. If I had more time and more energy and more interest, I could probably do more. But so like one of the issues I found when I was doing this segment was that like it's really hard to find character birthdays because even if like people do design birthdays for the characters, it might just never show up in the media. Um, Mm, Yeah, it might just be information for the author only forever. (laughs) And especially for, yeah, and especially for like, literature and like books and whatever there is not a database of character birthdays so if you want character birthdays for the most part i had to go to individual books wikipedias and look for them um which was more work than you'd think it would be um there is however a database for anime characters birthdays if you're interested in looking at that but i figured i wanted to keep a little bit like i have a few um movie characters and TV show characters in here, but I tried to keep it mostly to books, um, so I didn't end up using any anime characters, even though that would have been way easier to find because of that database. <laughs> but It's like I'm not surprised at all that the anime world is the one that has come up with a literal like encyclopedic resource for you. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, this is so much of the stuff that I decided I wasn't going to use, and I maybe I'll look at it just in my own time just to know. But um, but yeah, no, the database made it even easier <laughs> for me because, right, the database made it even easier for the anime characters because it literally says, like, you can literally look up what is the most popular sign. And I was like, well, there's my, <laughs> my answer. <laughs> but anyway, so I compiled some stuff. Um, I did not consider the characters, like, debut day as their birthday because that doesn't make sense to me. But, like, a lot of things when you look up character birthdays, they'll be like, oh, this character's birthday is this. Like, with Mickey Mouse... People will be like, his birthday is this. But really, that's just when he, like, was first a thing. 
And it's like that. But Mickey is his own entity and life exactly. force, I would argue. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I let think him that applies to Mickey. I don't think that applies to any, like, almost no other character do I think their debut day could be described as their birthday. Mm, yeah. I found Mickey, a lot I'm for okay like. with that for some reason. I found, I found a lot for like other Disney characters like that or like comic book characters where they've shown up in a lot of things over the years. So people will just consider the day that they first came out as their birthday like um goofy and like donald duck what's funny about donald duck because i went to his wikipedia is that in a, in a show at one point he says his sign but it conflicts with what was previously said in another thing so i didn't include him but anyway well <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um i mean i have to say the the mickey mouse world is probably not best known for continuity but that's fine <laughs> yeah i was like that's that's fair you've been going for a while not everyone's gonna now that you made an offhand joke about being a Gemini when your birthday is technically in December. But anyway. Anyways, so I was also originally going to figure out the most popular signs for heroes, villains, sidekicks, blah, 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 etc. Um, because I also thought it would be interesting of like, you have certain characteristics with signs that you're like, this is what they are. Maybe authors, when they were making their characters, had an idea like this character is this, so they would be this. Um, but there didn't end up being as like clear cut of like an answer for that. Um, so I ended up making four categories because uh, I'm lazy. And so there are a lot of characters that don't fit into this and I just sort of left them out. But so the categories I chose were hero, villain, love interest and sidekick. Um, and I also decided because there wasn't enough data to say like this is the sign most known for the villain archetype that I was also going I was going to look at the data but I was also going to look at tropes that are fitting for characteristics of signs of the signs um like based on what they're supposed to be or whatever and from there I assigned haha pun each of them a one of those four roles so are you ready for the information you know you said this wasn't very comprehensive or a lot but it sounds like you did a lot <laughs> I did do a lot it's just I could have done so much more gotcha <laughs> It's just tip of the iceberg. So it, this is literally tip of the iceberg, bud. Are you ready for what I found to be? Let, no, yeah, let's, get, let's yeah. get into it. All right. So the sign that most characters have. Well, hold on. Yes, I said that right. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, like the most common sign. Right. The most common sign for characters to have is drum roll cancer. I knew you were going to say cancer. I, knew I it. had an inkling when I started this, it was going to be cancer. And it was. I don't know why. Yeah. Harry Potter's a Cancer. No, he's a Leo. Isn't he? He's a Leo. He's a Leo. Wait, when's I'm his birthday? Right here. His birthday is July thirty first, which is a Leo. I want you to know that my childhood brain had latched onto the fact that me and Harry Potter's birthday were in the same month and had given us the same birthday. Oh my god! Nope, <laughs> you are at opposite ends of the month. We were just in the same month, and literally, my brain said that means we have the same birthday. And then I said, "I don't even think I don't even think I thought actually we had the same birthday, but I think it latched onto same month." And it was like we have to be the same sign. Aww. Well, if it makes you feel any better, screw you, Harry Potter. <laughs> hey, hey, screw you, Harry Potter. I know you went through a lot, but we're over it anyway. If it makes you feel any better, you have the same birthday as uh, Heroes of Olympus's Jason Grace, as well as Indiana Jones. Um, yes, do love. All so, right, go on, continue. Yes. Um, the runner-up for, like, the most, uh, was a tie between Taurus and Gemini. So, for some reason, 
authors and just i guess creators. hey wait can you make sure to tell us the dates for these because i still don't know yes so cancer is from mm, june 22nd i believe to july 22nd they're usually around yes, that that like, sounds right end of the month very like last week of the month to three weeks into the next month so um for example taurus and gemini um taurus's end of april to halfway through or a little bit halfway through uh, may and gemini is end of may halfway through uh june so for some reason authors love the end of april up to the end of july for birthdays and i am a a uh, victim of this because the two most prominent characters in my current like manuscript <laughs> the main character is a Taurus and his love interest is a Cancer so I am there I don't know why but when I think of like oh a hypothetical birthday I think spring through summer I do not think fall through winter as potential months that people could have been born I don't know why I agree with this I'm not sure what subconscious thing is acting right. on me Especially because the majority of the people in my life have fall winter birthdays. I don't know why, but it is it just unfathomable to me when I'm thinking of a fictional character that they could be born in like December <laughs> or it January. Just, who's born in January? Who's born in January? I don't know. I say oh. even though I know many people born in January. But yeah, like exactly. It's you don't think of it for some reason. I wonder if it has to do with like the narrative, like middle of the year. I don't know. I think uh, so. Like. A lot of the cancer birthdays are around 4th of July for characters that are meant to be like America, such as Captain America, etc. So I think some of that has to do with like that. But I don't understand why for ca- like characters that have no relation to that, that is still a common connection. I don't know if it's just psychological, like spring, summer being periods of like birth and life mm-hmm. and fall, winter being death and like quiet. Mm-hmm. And if that subconscious thing has just leaked into the way we view, I don't know. It's That's so weird. And what's weirder is that, um, so actually the signs, the sign that has the least characters, wait, yes, you know what I'm saying, is Scorpio. Um, I found two characters. Wait, what are the dates for Scorpio? That were Scorpios, which I think is very funny. Um, wait, what are, what are the dates for Scorpio? Uh, the dates for Scorpio are... Um, October 22nd, I think, to um, November 21st. So people just hate end of October, November. Um, but the runner-up for least is Aries, which is right before Taurus. So um, end of March uh, to end of April. So authors do like spring, summer, but specifically after Aries time, which is weird to me. I think it's because... If you're thinking about astrology, Aries is such a obvious sign. Like, even if you know nothing about astrology, just the name Aries comes with some baggage, you know? Because you've even if you don't know about astrology, you've heard of Aries the god. And so you're like, you like to fight, sir. And, you know, does that make sense? I understand what you're saying. I would like to point out they're spelled different, but I do know what you mean. Are they really spelled yeah, different? Yeah, Aries is A-R-I-E-S. Aries the goddess. Versus Aries what? Aries the god is A-R-E-S. You sure about that? I am that? literally positive. I read Percy Jackson. It is A-E-R-S. I just Googled it. 
I will go to I just Googled bed. to fact check you because I didn't believe you and you're right. And I want you to know that never in my life have I ever noticed that Aries the God was not spelled oh with an I. Oh my God. You read all of Percy Jackson. You were yeah, right there with me. And- <laughs> you were right there. Anyway, yeah, not a lot of Aries babies. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of Aries babies. That That is weird though because I do consider March, April to be spring. Yeah. So... Yeah. And I would, and I'm going to be honest, like I wasn't thinking about the Zodiac when I was thinking about potential times people could be born. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't know when Aries yeah. was. So I don't know why that is a cutoff. I don't know if it's maybe because like April, May is just so spring. Yeah. I don't know. It might. That like if you're going to do spring, you're going to go April. It might May. have to do with how little my, my research was. Like probably it wouldn't be as little Aries if I were able to spend more time on this. But it just right now looks like there's like nothing for Aries. But it is interesting, though, because basically every other sign other than the ones that were obviously the winners and obviously the losers had about the same number. Huh. So, yeah. That is weird. Yeah. People don't like Scorpios. Okay. I will say that. I know that to be true. I feel like you guys get a really bad rap. Every like um, post you see about like, oh, the Zodiac signs or whatever, the Scorpios are always like, you killed my mother. You slept with my girlfriend. You worship Satan, and I'm like, hello, where am I? It's just, it's okay. Cancer ones are always like, you're crying right now, just like you were yesterday, and you will be tomorrow. <laughs> you're so emotional you're and irrational, so and needy sad and, clingy, and needy, and you're still crying. Oh my god, that's what they all say. It's so it's annoying. So, yeah, yeah. Which actually leads us into the uh, four roles that I have assigned each sign. Ha ha ha. Are you ready? Yes. yes. So we're going to start from Capricorn because that's um, end of December begin- to end of January. So I've assigned Capricorn the role of villain. Do you want to know why? Okay. Yes, please tell me why. Sorry, I had to respond to a text. <laughs> like, um, I'm texting during the podcast. Um... Tell me tell me about Capricorn, why they're okay. assigned the villain. So um, I was looking at TV tropes and I was looking at the characteristics for the different signs. And the TV tropes are just tropes, but that's the website. Um, that aligned a lot with the um, stereotypical perception of the signs and whatever, um, included ones such as ambition is evil, deadpan snarker, uh, workaholic, uh, brutal honesty, and a cynic. And I was like, that's pretty. Those feel pretty like villainous. And also I think my perception was maybe a little warped because one of the most prominent Capricorns I found doing my research was Voldemort. So (sighs) I was like, yeah. It's hard to come back from that. So wait, can you give me like one sentence descriptions of those tropes real quick? Um, yes. So ambition is evil. Um, pretty much what it says, like the idea that like a character with a lot of ambition, the ambition is what is like their downfall and it's the bad thing. Um, deadpan snarker. It's a person that is very sarcastic in a very deadpan way. They make comments. Um, workaholic. The character is a workaholic. Uh, brutal honesty. They're brutally honest. <laughs> um, and a cynic is like a character that is known for being decentic um so basically a lot of like capricorns being this like cold get it because it's january um sort of like ambition is all i need <laughs> sort of i'm just gonna get what i want situation um which like the signs are more complicated gotcha. than that but for the purposes of this i've sort of condensed them a little bit so the next one i see i see yeah let me know buy it you're like it's you fine. get it and also just like the voldemort and then snape is also a capricorn and hannibal lecter and like 
Well, there's something about being born in the dead of winter, which January is like, holy God, I know it's technically only been winter for a few weeks because winter doesn't actually start till the end of December, but it's been cold for a few months and there's no end in sight. This is a terrible time. time. So there's something kind of poetic about evil being born in the dead of winter. Yeah, I think that's what the appeal is for that. So, yeah. Yeah. I buy that. I get it. Um, So our next one is Aquarius. Uh, Aquarius is end of January to end of February. Um, And Aquarius as like the signs, um, as a sign signifies like intelligence, spontaneity, independence, rebellious, whatever. Um, So I made them the hero. Uh, Some of the tropes that aligned included um, anti-hero, which I was like, that's that's a hero. Um, This one also has deadpan snarker, which I thought was interesting. Um, It has jerk with a heart of gold, which is like, you know, a character that is perceived as an asshole at first, but then is like, oh, you really care about people. Um, Which I will say is a common trope, I feel like, especially for for male, like, action heroes. So I felt that fit, like, the image I had of a hero, like, that that anti-hero, those all fit with that. Um, So I signed Aquarius, the hero. Uh, For Pisces, Pisces is end of February to end of March. It took me a second to remember what comes after February for some reason. Um, I signed Pisces, the love interest. Um, hold on a second. So, like, Pisces are supposed to be, like, generous, like, positive um, people with, like, really compassionate and whatever. They're socially popular because they're easygoing and likable manner, whatever. Um, so some of the tropes that aligned with them were the empath, so a character that you might be like, oh, that is a really empathetic character. That is someone we might consider an empath in, like, terms of what an empath is. Extreme doormat, so a character that is so nice that they get walked over all the time. Um, this one's fun. The trope is hippie teacher. So you know the teacher that's a hippie. <laughs> Love that. Uh, I like that one. Yeah, I just didn't know that was common enough to be. I a didn't trope. either, but you, <laughs> but you know what I mean immediately, right? Yeah, you say that, and I'm like, like yeah. yeah. So I yeah. signed Pisces love and trust. Um, do you think it's significant that so far you've just followed the zodiac right now? What do you mean? Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. That's in yeah. Order. I'm doing it. I'm doing it in order. Wait. I'm doing what? it in order. I thought I thought you were just saying like this is what I picked for the hero. This is what I picked for oh, the villain. Oh no, I'm just going in order because that felt easiest to me. I'm I'm going uh, in order of like. Oh okay. I think technically the zodiac is supposed to start with Aries, but I'm going in order of of the year. So I started with Capricorn because that's January. Oh, I understand. I thought you were doing this the opposite way, and I was like, why did this? Why is this going in perfect oh, well, order? What? That would have been good if I'd done that. <laughs> It, no. it does have a little bit of a um like pattern to it though now that i'm looking at it but but whatever oh yeah that's something i found out in my research Ooh, was the pattern, pattern. so so oh the pattern the All next right, one is aries which is end of march to end of april sorry i keep forgetting what the months are um and i assigned aries the hero some of the like traits that you associate with aries are like passionate like confident leaders motivated Kind of temperamental, um, which I didn't know until I did this research that that was a thing. But so some of the tropes that aligned with that include anti-hero, again, a badass biker. So, you know, a biker. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm picturing Aries from exactly. Percy Jackson on his flaming bike. Is that a thing? No, did I has, make that up? I think he has a flaming bike, right? Okay. I, I, y- yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> it wouldn't be out of character. It, it seems right. Um, but also includes uh, yeah tropes like take a third option, which is 
is basically the trope where a character is like presented with two like options that are not ideal and the character's like you know what actually i'm gonna make my own option bye um and does that and so i i also had the the picture like i did with aquarius of the this anti-hero and this like super badass person you know that sort of trope especially with like we were saying earlier with like male heroes what we imagine oh yeah i picture like a male hero is such an aries such like just like very confident passionate a leader you know full of rage (laughs) full of rage but like righteous rage yeah i was looking for that i was like what's the word for right yeah righteous rage righteous rage um Next, we have Taurus, which is end of April to end of what comes after April. Oh, my God. May. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so for Taurus, they are supposed to be like practical and determined, ambitious, kind of materialistic, uh, famous for their stubbornness, but also for being like, um, what's the word? Beautiful. A lot of like artistry, that kind of thing. So I assigned Taurus the love interest, um, mostly because... The tropes that were most associated with Taurus include I Will Wait For You, which is the name given to the trope of like a love interest whose lover goes off and they're like, I'm going to be gone for a long time. And the love interest is like, I don't care. I'm literally going to wait for you for however long it takes, like regardless of whether or not the person comes back, which is that very romantic idea of like, I'm going to, you know, hold that out. That makes sense because Tauruses are earth signs. So they're really like stable and loyal and just like a good grounded person which is the kind of person you need to be to be that like ultimate love interest who will wait for years while freaking Odysseus is off at sea or whatever so or whatever it is he's doing up there sleeping with whomstever he finds on the way because it's Odysseus but that's fine so the next one is Gemini which is the end of May to the end of June Gemini's characteristics are like they're adaptable, outgoing, uh, impulsive, indecisive, kind of nosy. So I made them the sidekick. Some of the tropes that like they were most associated with include like brilliant but lazy. So the idea of a character who is super smart and super intelligent but doesn't do anything with it because they're like, eh, whatever. Uh, also constantly curious. A lot of tropes that were associated with them had to do with being curious and intelligent, which makes sense. But I also thought was funny because until doing research, the most I knew about Gemini's was that like people hate them for some reason. Yeah, people really hate Gemini's. What's that about? Maybe some of the like nosiness stuff or the like unreliability, but it sounds like their most prominent traits are that like, you know, that intelligence and that indecisiveness. But I guess maybe people get annoyed by indecisiveness. I don't really know. I don't really get it. They just sort of seem like every other sign to me, but it's whatever. So I made them the sidekick. I was imagining that sort of like best friend who's super smart and helps the like passionate but not super smart hero and sort of has to be the one to rein them in with the like intelligent bits. So that's why I made them the sidekick. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I agree with that. That's like the sidekick that like, you know, I don't know. I can't think of a specific example, but I can think of it of like, you're like, I have this friend and they have this special skill set, but they also are super lazy. So they wouldn't make a good hero because they wouldn't be motivated to do it. But because they're friends with the hero, like, yeah, I'll use my brain power or whatever I can, or just general like goodness at stuff to help you out on your quest and my motivation is just that i like you and you're my friend and i'm down for a good time but i wouldn't be motivated to do this on my own yeah for sure and what's kind of funny um i realized while i was doing this is that i've more or less created a narrative about each of these like when i'm making them i'm like oh this one's the sidekick 
because it goes with this iteration of the hero, which I thought was funny. But, you know. So do you have, like, pairings? Like, you're like, this Gemini is a sidekick to this hero? I didn't make it like that. But I think if I wanted, I think I could. Because they're pretty evenly, they're pretty evenly spaced and distributed. So I could pair them up. And I think I could also pair up the love interests and the villains if I took a second to do it. But maybe I will. Who knows? So the next one's Cancer which as we already know is going to be hero because we all love making cancers the heroes. Cancer is um, end of June to end of July and their characteristics are being super sensitive, as you mentioned, uh, empathy, like that sort of reassurance, whatever. Um, The empathy is really the main reason that I decided to make them the hero because I was imagining this very passionate, like people matter sort of figure of like, I'm helping these people because you should help people. And some of the tropes that go along with being a cancer include chronic hero syndrome, which is that's such a good name to, for a trope. It's really good. Let me get what it says verbatim. Tappity tap tap tap. It is according to TV tropes an affliction of cleaner heroes, where for them every wrong with an earshot must be righted, and everyone in need must be helped. So chronic hero syndrome, which goes along definitely with cancers like I care about everyone. Other tropes that were related to them include there's no place like home and uh, the McCoy, which the McCoy has to do with the like three main characters of OG Star Trek, which is, you know, Spock, Kirk, and McCoy. Um, and when I was doing this research, there are other signs that like align with those three tropes. So Kirk is the leader and he's the like level-headed, like I know what I'm doing. McCoy is the heart essentially. So he's like, everyone matters. We should care about people. And um, Spock is the just cold intelligence basically um so so this is like a, is a trope for having a trio and yes cancer fulfills this position in said trio yes and which is why i made cancer partially the hero the next one is leo which i also made the hero so leo is end of july to end of august ish um and the tropes that go along with leo actually hold on tap 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 the characteristics of a leo include like natural leader protective popular i don't know why that's you know i don't know what that means but you know how it is some people Um, are just charismatic like able to attract other people better yeah and like attention seeking which i'm thinking about the leos in my life and i'm like yeah (laughs) but so i was like what are the dates for leo again uh end of july to end ish of august so harry potter's leo so i don't actually have any leos in my life Laney's a Leo. Yep. <laughs> that makes no no one else listening. Sorry. Laney is our younger sister. I, for some reason, forgot her birthday. Once again, because her birthday is in July, my brain said she's a cancer. Nope, I she have is a Leo. Chronic which... Everyone's a cancer syndrome. Um, yep. That makes so much sense. Yep. 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 Anyway, yep. sorry. That, no, you're fine. That's all. Continue. I knew once I said that, you'd be like, oh, I get it. So some of the other tropes that go with Leo, which is part of why I made a hero, is literally the trope all-loving hero, which is, again, that idea of the hero just caring about everyone. Uh, Also, the leader, which makes sense because Leos are supposed to be very in charge, which is a characteristic of a hero, I would say. Um, Less nice is the uh, trope just called attention whore, which isn't a nice thing, but that is a thing. So anyway... Moving on. I think that, although I do think that those two being in a row does 
corroborate the like all of the authors who have made Cancer and Leo their their main characters, their heroes. Like yeah, that goes that along makes with sense. with our data. With so. those being some of the most popular months for people to have been born, and then when you're typing it individually, you're still like, yeah, these are hero signs. So yeah, makes sense. Yeah. The next one is Virgo, which is end of August to end of September. Virgos, I gave to be the sidekick. Uh, that's because Virgos are supposed to be like faithful, take responsibility, uh, hardworking, critical thinkers, that kind of thing. Um, and I felt that that was pretty good for a sidekick. To, those are pretty good qualities for a sidekick to have, you know. Um, and Virgo is actually the sign that the trope Spock, like the Spock of the three, was assigned to. So I would I would very much argue that Spock is a sidekick. So that that felt applicable. Some of the other tropes that are in line with Virgo is like control freak, um, perfectionist, workaholic, that kind of thing. Yeah, so. this checks out with a lot of the people that are Virgos in my life. Me too. So Me too. way to go. Way to go, Virgo. The next one is Libra, which is end of September to end-ish of October. Uh, and I assigned Libra the love interest. Libra's characteristics are diplomatic, like great being great listeners, idealists, um, that sort of thing. And I felt that, that that was pretty applicable to love interest. Also because some of the tropes that aligned include the charmer, so a character that is, you know, very charming. And I was like, a love interest would be. And the trope just called I am not pretty. So this idea of a usually female character that is beautiful, but is very like, no, I'm not. Like, stop. Like, stop telling me I'm beautiful. Um, and that, you know, I was like, that fits. Other uh, tropes that go along with them is like, in- interesting enough, a lot of like gullible stuff are the tropes, which doesn't factor into my love interest thing. I just thought that was weird. TV tropes was like, Libras are so gullible. And I was like, hello? But whatever. Any any thoughts on that? Or just- not really. I don't know very much about Libras, weirdly enough. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know why. I just don't think about them. They're just not in my radar. But you know what is on my radar? Scorpios, which are the next one. And I've assigned them Wait, villain. Wait, I want to take back what I said about Libras. Oh. I just realized I was looking at the wrong... Marcy. I was looking at the wrong dates, and I was like, I don't know a lot of Libras. And then it's because of that stupid... Do you remember like three years ago, when they're like, there's new dates for the Zodiac? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, when people were freaking out about it, and then yeah. we never talked about it I was it looking again. at these a stupid graphic that had the new dates on. I was like, these haven't been matching up a lot. What's going on? And then I looked over, and I was like, oh, old dates. Um, Yeah, like everyone in my life is a Libra, and they're all very different. So oh. <laughs> like, like three out of my six best friends are Libras, I believe. So That's but they're all very different people. So I don't know. Well, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's almost like astrology is somewhat fake, but that's fine. <laughs> but that's but it's whatever. But that's it's besides whatever. the point. So Scorpios are end of October to end of November, and I assign them the villain for reasons that we, you know, earlier discussed. Um, Scorpios are supposed to be very dark and mysterious and sexy and evil and more like worship Satan and whatever. Well, it works out that Scorpio time also coincides with Halloween time. It does coincide with Halloween time and that early fall, like, ooh. So I, I get it psychologically. I just, I'm always like, please stop saying I'm evil. It doesn't really matter that much anymore. Anyway, it's all fake. Anyways, so some of the tropes that aligned with Scorpio are like best served cold, which, you know, is referring to the idea of revenge being best served cold. Uh, but where the quiet ones, so characters who are very reserved, but actually they're really dangerous. Uh, manipulative bastard, which I was like, nice. <laughs> uh, that's pretty self-explanatory pretty, yeah pretty self-explanatory this one doesn't attribute to the villain my my villain like rating or a 
assignment, but like one of them was really gets around. And I was like, that aligns with what everyone says about, about Scorpios. So that's fun. But I yeah. feel like that would work for like a high school villain. Like, oh, you yeah. know, like, like mean he's girls. a heartbreaker, mean yeah. dude, whatever the prick guy. Prick guy really gets around. Just really. Not sexually. They just like to walk everywhere. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. I was like, please, it's a joke. Anyways. It's so good. <laughs> so our final one is Sagittarius, which is end of November to end of December. And I signed them the hero. So the characteristics for Sagittarius um, include being like friendly, energetic, open, generous, etc. Easily adaptable. Um, so some of the like tropes that align with that are I just want to be free, which is the trope of a character just wanting to be free. Some of the names of these tropes are extremely self-explanatory. And I'm like, do I need to say it? But, you know, it's whatever. Uh, cannot tell a lie is another trope that aligns with it. Just that idea of like, I'm so honest, whatever. Um, interesting enough, the main character of the book that Wait, we read I'm is sorry. Sagittarius. I- I'm sorry. I cannot tell a lie. Is yeah. that my brain said George Washington? And then it also said Honest Abe because he was honest. You know, the chop down the cherry tree thing. Yeah, what about it? Which one of the founding, which, w- was that George Washington? Was that part of his lore? The cherry yeah. tree? Yeah, he's like, I chopped down the cherry tree. I cannot tell a lie. And he like confessed to it. Hold on, I'm Googling it because I literally don't know. <laughs> um... But then I was like, but why do we call Abraham Lincoln honest ape if his thing is not, I cannot tell a lie. So the cherry tree myth, I am at mountvernon.org is the most well-known and longest enduring legend about George Washington. Blah, blah, blah. He received a hatchet as a gift, damaged his father's cherry tree. He said, I cannot tell a lie. I did cut it with my hatchet. So that is him. I'm now So Googling where did Honest, Honest Abe, Abe come from? Good question, because when I Googled Honest Abe, the like suggested search was Honest Abe cherry tree. So what's the truth? Okay, so I'm not alone. That is confusing. Uh, oh my God. Some people have also attributed this like story of... Like chopping down your dad's cherry tree with a hatchet to Abe. Hello, what is this? No, it's def. No, it's definitely George Washington. It, now no, I'm it, thinking about it, it is. It's but, for sure George Washington. But when I googled it, other people were also saying that he did that. So you're not you're not wrong. It is confusing. Anyway, you were talking about Sagittarius. <laughs> Sagittarius. I was. That was about the extent of what I had to say. I assigned them the hero. I felt that that fit them. So I think they could also be a love interest. But this is all pretty arbitrary. So I just assigned them hero. And that's it. That's yeah, you my, can do what you want. I can, so. You know what? I do what I want. <laughs> exactly. This is my segment, and I get to choose which Zodiac signs are the heroes. <laughs> Amazing. So. All right. So let's move on to the book that we read this week for astrology, which was Starcrossed by Minnie Dark. When childhood sweethearts Justine, Sagittarius and Sirius Skeptic, and Nick, Aquarius and True Believer, bump into each other as adults, a life-changing love affair seems inevitable. To Justine, anyway. Especially when she learns Nick is an astrological devotee whose decisions are guided by the stars and more specifically by the horoscope in his favorite magazine. The same magazine that Justine happens to write for. As Nick continues to not fall headlong in love with her, Justine decides to take Nick's horoscope and fate itself into her own hands. But of course, Nick is not the only Aquarius making important life choices according to what is written in the stars. Charting the ripple effects of Justine's astrological meddling, Starcrossed is a delicious, intelligent, and affecting love story about friendship, chance, and how we all navigate the kinds of choices that are hard to face alone. Ooh. 
So this is a quick message from Marcy in the future. Unbeknownst to Gray and I, my microphone cut out when we made the new recording for the second half of the podcast. Um, So the audio you're hearing, unfortunately for my end, was recorded through my like Apple headphones microphone. It is still perfectly understandable, Um, but there is a distinct drop in sound quality and I am so sorry. I re-recorded the synopsis reading, but we are already late and... I'm 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 just I'm sorry. I promise the content's good. I, things happen. Anyway, moving on with the show. So this book, Starcrossed, is about girl Justine and her childhood friend Nick. Like it said, they it's a very like classic rom com scenario of they were friends in childhood and then you know they moved away from each other and grew apart and they reconnect as adults and all sorts of shenanigans happen basically so many shenanigans this book is literally i think could go straight from book to movie with little to no editing (laughs) like it has the exact cadence and form of a movie like valentine's day or love actually do you like that about it um first let me make sure love actually is the movie i think it is Yes, it is. Yeah. Valentine's Day or Love Actually. (laughs) Um, I think like as far as a contemporary romance, I like that. It just depends on if that's what you want, you know? That's fair. So let's get into the rating system of it instead of me just talking about it off the cuff. Um, For enjoyability, I kind of struggled with what to rate it in terms of enjoyability, to be honest. Um... (sighs) Because I really went back and forth with how much I liked the book. I took a break and didn't read it for like a full week without really having the like overwhelming urge to want to read it. And that's like not a good sign for a book, you know, you want to have yeah. the the like craving for it, essentially. <laughs> Especially for you, because like for me, that doesn't always necessarily indicate like like for me, I don't. I can just forget about a book. It doesn't mean it, the book was bad. It's just me. But like for you specifically, I know you need that pickup. Yeah, I need that pickup factor. If I don't get it, it's kind of like, eh, why am I bothering to read this book a little bit? But I also think part of that was because I was listening to this on audiobook and <laughs> the narrator had a, did you listen to the audiobook? I did. Yeah. She had the most lovely, soothing voice and a little accent, and it would put me to sleep sometimes. Are they? Are they? Aust- oh yeah, they're, they're Australian. A, are, they're Australian. Yeah, they're very Australian. Okay, because I was like, yeah. this is Australian, right? But then sometimes yes. they talk about British people, and I'd be like, where am I? No, I just think Australian culture is still closer to British culture than it is to like okay. our American culture. Well, um, yeah, obviously, but I was just like. Sometimes there'd be British people, and I'd be like, I don't understand. What's no, 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 no. They're in Australia. Um, but anyway, so the narrator was actually lovely. Like, it was really well narrated, but I couldn't listen to it sometimes because I was like, I work weird shifts, and I'd be like driving home at 2 a.m., and I'd be like, I can't, like, I can't listen to this audiobook because it's going to put me to sleep. You'd be like, I'm sleepy now. Exactly. Um, so. That is a side note about the audiobook, but I just, anyway, whatever, I'm rambling now. I gave enjoyability, I'm breaking my rules, I gave it a 2.5. Oh my god, I also gave it a 2.5. I just felt that a 2 was too harsh. Yeah, I but felt that. 
but it, it wasn't, wasn't a three. Wasn't a three, especially compared to other things we've read that I've made a three. For I was sure, like, it doesn't quite hit that mark, but it wasn't bad. I don't know. So, two point five. And I know I said I don't get don't give half ratings, but I've decided to change my mind in this instance because I feel that that is accurate. So that's very fair. I also, like I said, gave it a two point five. I feel like I have very different feelings, even though we have the same rating. And that I just overall didn't really like reading it. Like, I think it just wasn't for me, you know, because it's not like I was there was a lot about the book that I was like, this was just bad. This was bad writing, whatever. I just think I don't like this. I just I don't think it was written for I don't think I was the target demographic. And so it made I, I just I don't like books like that. And so I just didn't like reading it very much. You know what I mean? Yeah, this isn't a book that you would have ever picked out on your own. Not at all. So, and you aren't the target demographic, you're right. <laughs> Correct. Like, you definitely aren't. I'm probably closer to the target demographic. This is probably for a slightly older audience than what I am, but it's about, like, 20-something characters, so I feel very, like, comfortable, and it feels very familiar to me. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I don't think you were the target demographic for this and that is understandable and while I was the target demographic for this I will say that I don't usually read contemporary romances um they just don't usually interest me I just thought this one sounded really cute and I liked the idea of the astrology theme I actually picked the theme astrology or I suggested it to Grave because I saw this book in a bookstore and was like this seems really adorable that's also a really fun theme let's do it um so I would like to thank the book for giving me that theme idea at the very least. And it wasn't bad by any means. Um, Sort of segueing into balance. So I had a hard time with balance. My balance rating actually kind of is the reason my um, enjoyability rating was so low. So the book, like we said, does the thing that like Valentine's Day and Love actually do um, or does do. Both of those movies do where you have like, a main love interest love story but then there's like background love stories going on and at the end they like all connect in some cute way you know yes i've not seen those movies but i know what you mean because i read the book so in this book the main two characters justine and nick you're like actually following their story but justine is meddling with the horoscope of the popular magazine she writes for and so you get to see how her changing the horoscope affects other people like people who do or do not believe in astrology or whatever um how reading the horoscope ends up changing their day or in some cases like their whole life um and then with that you'll kind of follow those little stories usually a couple down the line there's a few one-off ones where you only get that one chapter that's about that one person um but some of them the thread moves throughout the whole book which is kind of fun um and they all sort of like culminate not all but like three or four of them kind of come together at the very end at the um climax of the book so the reason why my balance i gave it a two for balance was Me too. I was not equally interested in all of those little sub stories not at all there were some that were very fun to me and that i liked that they got woven throughout the book but i felt like if you were going to do little side side stories like that they either needed to be so moving and interesting that they had enough substance to stand on their own or they needed to actually connect in a way that was meaningful to the main plot 
and I didn't feel like enough of them did that. Yeah, there were there were definitely some that like um I think there are a few chapters from like Nick's girlfriend's point of view. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um those felt like okay, that makes sense to have that. That's sort of integral to the plot, but there were a lot of other ones where I was like, what am I where where, where am I? What am I doing? Or there was that and cute would... little teenage couple that I was like, oh, this is sweet. This is just like, a sweet aw, little thing. You they're know? just cute. They're just cute. And it like tied in with that grandpa or like the dog was cute. The dog know? I didn't love only because the implication that dogs know cuss words and have <laughs> the sort of like, like it was too human to me that it was getting yeah. into too like magical realism. I had that zones. same issue where I was like, oh God. All dogs are fully sentient and have right. their own language. Where I was like, the implications of this are far-reaching. <laughs> right. Like, that was like, I was like, the dog as an idea was cute. And so, like, if this were a movie, I think it would be cute because you wouldn't be getting his thoughts. But for the sections with him, I was like, I'm frightened. The implications are staggering. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also just, like, us as people. That's so that's true. We think about To think about we things think about like it. that in a way that we don't usually, <laughs> or uh, most people wouldn't. Perhaps. You never know. So... Anyway, for these reasons, I had to give balance a two. I kind of feel mean because we haven't been giving this very good rating so far. But it's I fine. know I felt really bad because like my ratings aren't awesome, but at the same time, like it doesn't mean the book was bad. It means that we didn't like it necessarily. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, and it's just hard though. I just hate being it, mean. Yeah, it just feels mean. Yeah, I get it. So, um. For expectations, I gave it a three, which is just like meets expectations. Oh my god, I also gave it a three. <laughs> oh shoot, do we just have the same ratings this whole we way might down? We just have the same ratings. Keep so, because I, I mean, I thought it was going to be, like this is kind of exactly what I thought it was going to be, was like you get a main story, you get little side things that sort of affect each other, and it's going to be cute, there's going to be... You know, it's I, I didn't expect it to be anything groundbreaking. Like, I expected it to be a cute little romance book about, you know, a couple where things, they're star-crossed lovers and things aren't, like, matching up for them until the very last minute when everything does, you know? Um, and that's what it was. <laughs> Not to, like, give spoilers, but, like, you know that's how it's going to go based on the genre and everything about it. So I just gave it a three because I thought it, it did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, I, I felt that. I was like, this was a cute rom-com with rom-com conventions that's it <laughs> you know like yeah it's fun rom-com conventions i think is the thing to emphasize about this book like if you don't like watching or reading rom-coms you will not like this book and that is okay because it is for someone who does like those things for sure sorry i keep pausing it to take sips of water um <laughs> writing style i actually gave a four uh, I really liked Mini Dark's writing style. Like for all the crap we've given it just for, I'm honestly, probably more for the genre and for balance and stuff. Um, I do really like how she writes. I thought she writes really beautifully. Um, I liked how consistent she was with like how she would describe people. She would always be like, this person, lover of this, procurer of this, interested in this, this is their star sign. I thought that was nice. It was a nice, just like, the book, I think, needed structure like that since it was kind of all over the place in terms of what stories were being told. So I liked that. I also... Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go. You can I The thought left my brain. So <laughs> the other end. This is where our ratings um, sort of branch out because I gave the writing style a 2.75. 
because I I should start actually getting specific quotes in moments when I'm making these reviews because I can't think of them off the top of my head. But I know that the impression I got from the writing style was not that it's bad at all. I think Minnie Dark is a good writer. I just think that there were issues there were issues with the prose where I did not feel connected to the characters and that's very important to me which I would consider that a writing style issue as opposed to like any other category so I sort of put that in this category like I want to feel connected I want to like the characters and I didn't I didn't not like them but I was sort of like ambivalent about a lot of them which is not great for me since I'm a reader that wants to latch on you know yeah that makes sense but like a 2 or 2.5 felt too harsh. So, and I, I love fractions and decimals for my ratings. So I made it a 2.75. That's so. interesting because for me, like I felt connected to the characters, but also I think I'm at a closer point in my life to those characters than you are. Um, I don't know if that's part of it or if I just happen to connect with the characters more. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think maybe because maybe because I'm not in that part of my life, but also maybe just like me as a reader, I want to feel closer to someone's head and it felt a lot more objective than I wanted. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it felt like there were a lot of moments of telling me a character feels a certain way instead mm-hmm. of making me feel a certain way. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. But that's I think that might be a personal preference also when it comes to how you like stories. Yeah. Yeah. How you like stories to be told. Yeah. So, because I didn't feel that. I didn't feel like I didn't have any problems with the way that she, I never had that moment of being like, oh, well, she's telling me too much and not showing me enough. I don't know. It just wasn't really an issue for me. I guess I, I probably should have also come up with some better quotes, but I also just, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was good. I, I liked her writing style. I also really liked the Shakespeare thing, which I know I did like the Shakespeare on thing. cliche and cheesy but like I said conventions of the genre I think allow for that so Nick the male love interest of the story um <laughs> is an actor and he ends up playing Romeo in like a local production of Romeo and it's kind of like this big step in his career um and Justine is just a casually a Shakespeare fan I guess I don't really know. Yes, question mark. She, I, she I knows a lot about but Shakespeare she knows a lot. more than I do. Anyway. English major, question mark. Who's to, well, she was a journalism she works in publishing major. Yeah, but you still have to do but whatever. whatever. Anyway. I don't, know. I don't know the reason. I don't know the reason. Point is, though, Shakespeare ends up being like a major theme throughout the book. And I thought the Shakespeare theme was handled really well. Like, it was, it was not subtle. It was not like there's subtle shakes of Shakespeare. It was like... Shakespeare's everywhere this whole book but I really liked it and also like it was cute like because like star-crossed is the name of the book and Romeo and Juliet were star-crossed lovers and whatnot and it seems like for most of the book that like Justine and Nick aren't going to be able to get together just because of these bigger forces of the world at play like outside of them like it was a mm-hmm. cute little thing I am saying cute too much first of all I'm so sorry I need to figure out a better word I thought it was a good thread to have running throughout the whole book. It helped to give the book continuity um, in kind of a more substantial shape. Um, also, it was fun. <laughs> it was just a fun little thing to have. Also, it was fun. Yeah, I agree with that. I Perhaps it is cliche, but I didn't really care because it was also, I think, done with such a sort of like, yeah, this is what's happening. Deal with it sort of thing. Like, I, it, it was didn't unapologetic. Like the, 
Yeah, the book was not trying to be like, it's Shakespeare, but don't worry, I'm not doing it in a whatever. Like, it was just like, yeah, it's Shakespeare. What do you want from me? And so, you know me. I'm a, talk. the proponent that books can just be fun. Like, they don't all have to be a life-changing experience. And I think that this added to just, like, the fun element. You know, it took something we're all really familiar with. And it's been done a million times. But it used it. And it gave it new life. And it gave it new meaning. And I thought that was lovely. Also, they go to a Halloween party at one point, And Nick dresses up as a blue moon. And she dresses up as a shooting star. And I thought that was really cute. Because they were both rare, special things. I was like, that's really adorable. I really liked and that. And they're, they're space-themed. They're space-themed and also have to do with, like, the stars and stuff because it's star-crossed mm, and the stars, whole book is about astrology. Astrology. Very cute. I don't know. It's Anyways. also, like, a cute... I can't... If I say cute again, I need you to reach through the internet to my face and slap me. Through the internet. <laughs> I know that's possible to do, so I'm going to need you to do that. Um yeah, the technology. Where did my thought go? I don't know. It it's gone now. It's gone. It's it's out. Goodbye. Shoot. Dang it. Um, moving on to memorability. Um, I gave this book a three. It's like a three for me is like I don't know. Now I'm thinking it might be a two. Now that I'm talking, I've talked about it. I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. What did you give it for memorability? Maybe you can convince me one way or the other. I gave it a two. Why? What is, what is your reasoning? So my reasoning is I've already forgotten most of the book and I finished That's it fair. four days ago. Okay. You mentioned the shooting star and moon thing. I forgot that happened until you mentioned it. Mm. Not in a mean way. Again, I am not the target audience. And also for me, this is, a, this is a purely me thing. Because I am a gay man who is mostly not interested in straight media, for me to be interest, interested in a straight couple, they have to be very compelling and very into each other, obviously. And like have a reason to be. I guess the word for that is chemistry. I don't know. Didn't feel that with this couple. And since it is a romance novel, I was sort of the whole time like, I honestly kind of liked her better with the other guy that she at one point has a thing with. Hmm. Like, I I personally That's did not feel compelled really by the main couple. I don't know why. Like, I understood that she was into him. But like, there was never really, to me, a reason beyond we have a history and he's like nice, question mark, and fun. You know, I don't know. See, versus me, who is a straight girl and very much the target audience, I never questioned her being with Nick. I was like, yes, that is who you're supposed to be with. He's your childhood friend. It is a trope that we all love and we all wish for in the world, I guess. Not necessarily for ourselves, but we all eat it up. And I was like, yes, don't be with whoever the other guy was. <laughs> like, he's, <laughs> he's fine, but he's boring. He's just like a safe I had, option. I had the opposite. I thought he was more interesting than Nick, honestly. Like I thought their their like interactions were more fun. And again, that's just me. This is why these reviews become subjective. And this is why you can't fully judge a book based on whether it's good or bad because every reader is different. But like, like I'm thinking about the straight couples that I'm interested in. And it's like Amy and Jake. Um, I, all of them left my head just now. Percy Beth. FMA's main couple, Percy Jackson and Annabeth, like they have compelling things about them. And I didn't find much compelling about the relationship between Justine and Nick. Again, just me. But I think that might contribute to why mm -hmm. I don't find this as memorable. Well, yeah. Because a romance novel is about the romance. It makes sense. You, know? you need the romance to be strong in order for a romance novel to be memorable and like 
yeah worth your time so i understand so but for me i'm like oh my god it's so cute they were neighbors as mm-hmm. kids now they're neighbors again they do this cute thing where they have like a basket like their their balconies face each other also the whole balcony I did think thing that was cute. with shakespeare I did think that was cute. adorable let's talk about also, that you said cute more times i am so sorry <laughs> so i reached sorry. through the screen no it's fine just wanted to point out be annoying but they at one point tie baskets to each other's balconies to like sling things across. It's very. I like how vague you made that. I just sling things. Most, Don't know what. Yeah, it could be anything. Just stuff. Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say what it is? Who's what it could say? be? The possibilities are say? endless. So, it. I'm. I'm having to stop myself from talking because I'm going to say the word cute again. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think I'm going to yeah. give it a 2.5 after that's that's fair. Your feedback. I think if a 3, and a 3 for me for memorability is like, yeah, I remember reading that book. I maybe remember a couple things from it. I remembered my impression of it. I think I'm just going to remember my impression. That's fair. Like I'm just going to And I was between a 2 and a 2.5, mm-hmm. so I think that's like I'm not like, why would you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I get your rating. Like I think when I'm scrolling through my Goodreads read thing and i'm like oh i liked that book like i'm gonna be able to think that but i'm not gonna be able to like say anything else about it yeah and so fair. i guess that's a 2.5 i guess a two for me would be like somehow more forgettable than that <laughs> i don't know what that would be yeah but it would be like you don't remember anything about the characters mm-hmm. maybe just it totally like, like just an impression maybe i don't know yeah whereas like i think this i'll be able to remember like oh that was that book about astrology and I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so moving on to believability. I gave believability a three, kind of just because I didn't have any issues and I didn't have anything that stood out. Like a three is good. And I was like, this is fine. <laughs> That's fair. I gave it a 2.75. So real close to three because a 2.5 felt not nice. But I, I had a little bit of issues with just reasoning why Justine ends up changing these horoscopes as much as she does. And, like, I understand. It's a rom-com. Well, I guess it's a book. Can books be rom-coms, or is that just a movie term? I don't know. I think technically it's a movie Um, term, but this is a rom-com. I don't care if it's just a movie term. This is a rom-com. This is a rom-com. And, like, I get it. It's a romance novel. It has these conventions. I understand why it's going with them. But, like, occasionally I'd be like, "Mm." and also the dog. I think the dog is really what brought it down a little bit. This is just me as a reader. This is my fault. But the dog threw me out. I really just accepted the dog. Like, I thought about the implications of the dog. And then I was like, eh, it's not important for this situation. And I, I thought didn't he was think cute, about it anymore. But every time, he, every time he'd speak, I'd be like, what do you mean you have coherent thoughts? <laughs> like, I was so confused. But it, it's whatever. It's fine. God. It's still a good book. It's fine. Um, yeah, I gave it a three. I agree with what you say you're a little bit like justine why are you being an idiot don't you're acting psycho right now but i think when you put it in genre conventions it's okay yeah for sure i do think like this really is my philosophy that like you can't use the exact same criteria for every book you read when when you rate it um that's fair and i think it's really important that we do remember the genre and the intended audience and what the book is supposed to accomplish when we're reviewing it and so if justine had done what she had done in i don't know what's another genre of book mystery sure i don't know anything else if she had done what she had done in another book or even just a more serious book 
Yeah, because this was like comedic and light. Yeah, this was light and happy and fun. If this had happened in a more serious book, I would have been like, this is no sane human being would risk their job to alter the horoscope of a magazine the boy they have a crush on reads. Actually, I just remembered why, because I was like, why did I give it a 2.75 other than the dog thing and the like vague issues with the magazine thing? I think it was because I had a hard time believing that that many people would take their horoscope that seriously. Oh, I had that thought too. I'll say that. I did have that thought of like, who takes their horoscope this seriously? And like, I know there are people that do. To be fair though. I felt like a lot of people. A lot of them were like, oh, I don't usually read the horoscope, but they were just at a really vulnerable moment in their life where like, we've all been in that place though, where like you're about to make a big decision or you're feeling really uncertain about a path in your life and you're really vulnerable to suggestion. And so if you were to coincidentally read something that really affirmed one path over another, like Mm -hmm. that power of suggestion. You were going to, yeah. Yeah. Power of suggestion really. Yeah. More than it is they believing in it so much as being like, you know what? You're right. Horoscope. I will do Mm. X or I will pursue this. Um, Because I really only, I think only a few of like only a couple of them were like really avid horoscope readers and the rest of them were like just happened upon it. Um, Yeah. Which in the the other big theme of this book was fate versus free will, right? So yeah, that plays right into that of them choosing to be like, well, it's fated because they were in a moment where they were vulnerable to that idea. And then it's like, well, was that fated or did you, you chose that? And also you're reading a thing that wasn't real astrology. It was some random girl's attempts to get a boy to go out with her. Right. <laughs> like... Just, just not even real stuff that she said. Just completely made up. Yeah. So I think, I think you've talked me up to a three instead of a two point seven. Oh, really? So wow. Yeah, just a little bit. Just because, like, like, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, it was fine. I had a few issues. Yeah, exactly. It was fine. That's that's what a three is to me. It's like there might be a couple of things you have a problem with, but you didn't. Nothing that really affected the reading experience or really affected yeah. the overall believability. Like. I don't come to the end of this book thinking like, yeah, none of that, that made so sense. so unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, side note with that, liked how she handled Nick's girlfriend. Yes. Say more. So without giving away too much, Nick has a girlfriend throughout, the, throughout most of the book, which is part of why you spend the book being like, they'll never get together. Star-crossed lovers. Um, and she's a model. And so... It would be so easy for like the author to have played into the models as being like really vapid. And you kind of think she's going to a few times, but only because it's from like Justine's perspective. And of course, Justine would want to see her like the guy she wants to date's girlfriend is vapid when she's a model. Right. Um, And then you like kind of learn that like she actually isn't um, through a few different avenues. And I just thought that was handled really well. And it was kind of refreshing to like not shame women for being pretty. Like, I like that, the absence of shaming women. I'm glad. I, I agree with that. The absence of shaming women is a good thing to to include in your... Everyone should include in their books. Anyways. So, that's just like a side note. Or I guess not included. Yeah. But <laughs> whichever way. the lack of. Anyways, yeah. whatever. So, my overall rating for Starcrossed was 2.83. What was yours? Mine was a 2.54. So, that makes it our total overall rating a 2.685 which is low but feels right yeah i think we just weren't like i think a lot of people would like this Mm -hmm. 
I just don't think I did. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think it was a bad book. I just think it wasn't my book. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, when I was doing my little Goodreads, like, oh, you finished the book. What do you rate it? I rated it a three. I feel like my my 2.83 rounds up nicely to a practical three. Do you know what I mean? Like technically, I rated 2. it 8, a three, three. So that makes but, sense. Yeah. Because it's not a two. It's like overall, that would be too harsh. But yeah, just when you look at the other things we've read so far, this is definitely a lower, lower overall enjoyability and whatnot. So I don't know. Would you recommend this book? I think to a very specific, like not not to just anyone. I think it would depend on the person a lot and what I know about their reading habits. Mm hmm. This is a very safe book, I think, to recommend to someone who is like my age or older for like a beach read. That's fair. You know? I think that's fair. Like, I don't mean this to like sound bad, but like I would recommend this book to like a friend's mom. (laughs) They asked like, oh, I hear you like books. I'm going to the beach. What should I read? (laughs) I've heard about books. How are they? And I'd be like, I have the book for you because it's very easy. It's palatable. It's fun. It's wholesome. It's got romance in it. You, ma'am. It's got a romance. You would you like would it. enjoy it. Susan, this is for you. Susan. I say this because I have like eight friends whose mom's name is Susan. I Have I ever met a Susan? I've met many Susans. They're all lovely. I'm, I'm glad. I like <laughs> so, that for them. This is for you. <laughs> this is for you, Susan. Episode title. Episode title, this is for you, Susan. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Um, Thank you. I think on my toes. You do think on your toes. So. Thank you. That's our review of Star Cross by Mini Dark. A, what did I say it was? 2.5. 2.685. Five. 2.685. Thank you. Sorry. I was trying to look at my phone calculator, and then my phone couldn't recognize my face and said, that's not you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because it's just blatant. It just blatantly is. I feel that with it my thumbprint. I'm like, it's the same thumb. It's the same thumb it's always been. <laughs> May I have access, please? Can I look at my stuff, please? May I please, please. look at my items? Anyways. I would love to do that. That that John Mulaney bit about the CAPTCHA. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Spending most of your time trying to get into your own stuff. Yes, exactly. The same thing, but with just glancing at your phone. So Correct. Next week... It actually really is going to be, by the time this gets released, it is really going to be next week. <laughs> Essentially. Um, we are going to be reading The Scorpio Races by Maggie. I wanted to say it. Oh, I was going to let you talk about I it. I wanted to say it. I was going to let you talk about it. I wanted to say it. Okay, I take it back. Gray, what are we okay. reading next week? We are reading The Scorpio Races by Maggie Steve Otter. Now you can ask me things. All right, Gray, what's that book about? <laughs> That book, um, it's about horses, it's about racing, it's about November. It is by one of my favorite authors. Um, I love the Raven Cycle series. It's my favorite series, probably, next to Percy Jackson. And uh, I'm excited to read it, because I've been meaning to for several years and not gotten around to it, and I realized that it fits the theme. So I was like, yes! So So is it actually about astrology at all, or is it just in the name? Not sure, because it seems to just be about deadly horse races, but it is called the Scorpio Races, <laughs> so I don't know. It's just astonishing to me how every month, like, how different our picks are. They're so different, and it's really like, good. we really go for diversity in terms of plot, genre. Plot, genre, characters. <laughs> sort tone, of everything. All of it. Just within the same month, we really shoot. We, we aim for 
at a variety yeah, every this time. Is very different from Starcrossed. So like what what genre is this even? Like, I what can I expect? I think it's young adults fantasy. Let me actually look okay. it up because I might According to the book schedule spreadsheet, you said YA fantasy. Yes, YA fantasy. Yes. So Yes. I'm also going to do a little teaser for the segment next week. I am going to be doing a book horoscope, sort of. It's not going to come out until December, I believe. So it's like end of the year. You know, you're making your news resolutions. You're trying to read more books because everyone is in the new year. Everyone always says that for the new resolution. So I'm going to help you out and tell you what book you should read based on your star sign. Yay. I'm excited. And it's a daunting task because there's a lot of star signs, it turns out. There's and so I don't know very much about them, so I've been <laughs> having to educate myself quite a lot. Gotta do lots of research. Yes, exactly. Well, I'm excited to read it, or to hear I'm it, I I'm excited too. I didn't know that... Oh, well, I'm excited about your book pick, not my own segment. I guess oh. I am excited for it. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I am excited because I didn't realize you read anything from this author before. Now, I feel like the expectations yeah. are high because I know how much you like the Raven Cycle. Yeah. And I'm expecting a lot. I am too, and I hope about that... deadly horse racing. <laughs> deadly horse racing? Question mark. Why? So wait, it's it's fantasy. Yeah, I don't know how, but they race horses, and sometimes people die from racing. Okay. That's about that's about the extent of my knowledge. I read the first page <laughs> three years ago, and that's all I know. Okay, so, that's yeah. all we need. That's fine. Yes, I'm excited. Cool. All right. Dang, I had a little burp. <sighs> Take a pause, John. You know that bit where he's like. I'm talking through burps now. <laughs> I rewatched yeah. Kid Gorgeous recently. I rewatched it too, but I fell asleep halfway through because I've seen it like eight times and it had been a really long day. That's fair. Um, so that's that's uh, gonna do it for us. That's a that's a that's gonna that's also I didn't mean to imitate the way that it took you to get to that phrase, but then it also just took me a long time to try to get there, and it <laughs> sounded like I was making fun of you. I just also it struggled did. to speak. That was so mean. That's going to do it for us. There we go. That's going to do it for us. There we go. That's going to do it The next episode of Bookends is going to be released on December 1st. Make sure to pick up the Scorpio Races by, how do you pronounce her name? Maggie Steve Otter. Steve, Maggie Steve and Otter. Otter, even though it's spelled different. It's spelled very different. Wow. It it's spelled S-T-I-E-F-V-A-T-E-R. Yep. What? Where is she from? I wish. Ancestrally. I wish i knew i could google it but i haven't okay so it will remain well, a mystery that's fine we will see you guys on december 1st for the scorpio races by maggie steve otter um if you don't want to have to remember how to spell that please check out our twitter and also our website bookendsiblings.com that is bookendsiblings.com um we are going to put up we always put up a little synopsis of the episode when we have a nice long segment like the one we have today. That gets its own post. There's lots of information on there. And we do also always post what our new book is going to be if you're wanting to keep up and read with us. Yeah. So, And we are also booking siblings on Twitter, your premier place for news and updates about probably the whole world at this point. Just sort of everything, every part of it. Mm -hmm. So thank you for joining us. Hi, Mom. We love you. Hi, Mom. Thank you for listening, Mom. Hi, my friends. To all the Susans listen. out there. To all you Susans. You're welcome. This is for you. This is for you, every last Sus. Alrighty. See you Bye. next time.